welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco, and I worked for one, if not two, summers at the post office. Did you? Yes. My, my father, I love my dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> he worked at the post office as a trainer uh, basically for like 25 years. Okay. And he, you know, high school. Sure. Get a, a part-time job working at the post office. So why do I bring that up? Because the post office, what are the craziest things you've ever seen people send or ship huh. in the bowels of the post office? <laughs> There's two things. One, live bait. Okay. Boxes of crickets. All right. Alive would totally blow my mind because they had little like screens on the side. You could oh, see them crawling wow. around because they had to breathe. Okay. And light nice bulbs. Suggestion. Light bulbs. And light bulbs in just simple boxes. I may have to admit that there was one summer I don't think a single light bulb made it to a customer unbroken. <laughs> because I think I would be like, oh, where's this going? Tawanda? For three! Smash! <laughs> and that's why you don't work for the post office anymore. And that's why I work for the post uh, office. I have a friend who uh, left retail and got a job at the post office, and he's been working there for 10 years. And fantastic. the thing that he was, he was told very early on in his career is, slow down. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's a big thing. I got because, told many times that. Right, because the, the big thing with the post office, I, there's a reason we're talking about post office, so we'll, we'll get to Oh, yeah, this, this whole episode, yes. Yeah. The big deal, and when you're a postal carrier, and that's that's the official position as postal carrier, is that you have a route. And so basically it's like these four blocks or whatever are your route. And every day you deliver mail to those specific places over and over again. So like to have a regular route is the dream. Like that's what you want. And so people go on vacations, people go out of town, people. And so he would have to take over routes. He was a scab essentially for the first couple of years where you'd have to like, you know, take over people's routes and he would get it done. It'd be noon and he'd be finished with the route. And so he'd come back to the, the depot like, all right, what's next? They're like, why are you back? And so when people come back, they'd be like, dude, you had you have your route and you'd spend all day doing your route, whether it actually took all day or not. Now, my brother, <laughs> love my brother, my brother has, it. will tell you a different story of that when you were the person who was the temp, right? Sometimes you wouldn't understand how the route worked. Mm, of course. And instead of getting done early... Oh, you would be out delivering the mail at nine o'clock at night That's because right. here's That's the deal. Neither the mail, rain nor sleet. Well, plus the mail is not a thing. We're like, well, let's see how far you get today. No, no, no. <laughs> here's the mail you're delivering today. Don't come back until it's delivered. That's right. So <laughs> so that can go either way. For those people who live in Phoenix, a, a community that is on a grid. Yes. That's a much easier proposition than other places. It, so. That's true. It has its own challenges because there are roads that stop and then... Five miles later, they just start again. Right. Or they curve around. <laughs> yeah. Curve around. All right. So, so wait. There's that. So, 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 so the mail. The carriers out there. Uh, you're doing a hard job, and we appreciate it. Way to go. Why are we talking about this? Because in here, in minute 13 of Louis Leterrier's 2008 film, um, The Incredible Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner is going to visit a post office. And hopefully none of you are handling gamma-radiated blood samples. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Yeah. Go ahead. So as we, as we uh, left... Our hero, he was dejected. He was despondent. He was another D word that means sad. Yes. Uh, he had used all of the Cora Blanca and had tried it on his cells, and it did not work. He had another, another failure is what he said. So he now has to report back to Mr. Blue that it's still not working. Uh, and so the question is, how much of it did you use? All of it. Uh, so then Mr. Blue says, then let's escalate this. It's time that, to get serious about this. It's time for us to meet. Whoa. Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know if 
Mr. Blue knows where Mr. Green is geographically. Right. I mean, like, he obviously he knows about getting the plant. And so, obviously, if you were in Siberia, it'd be a lot harder to get Cora Blanca than it is here in Brazil. But I don't know if he knows. He knows he's far away, I would guess. But I'm, I don't know. What are, your, what are your thoughts? Do you think he knows even, like, what country? Like, even, like, what region of the world he's in? No, but I don't know. I think it's clear it doesn't matter. Right. Oh, okay. Like, I think the point is, like, wow, for what you're dealing with yeah. and for what my study is and how those fit together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Let's just do it. Yeah. Like, we, we've got to get together and find out what's going on. Yeah. And he says, it's time to meet. Uh, and he says, not safe. Now, well, that's interesting because it's not safe for Bruce to travel, obviously. Right. But it's probably not safe to be around him because he could hulk out and hurt you. Right. So, I mean, like, that's, I always find that interesting that, like, this is a recurring thing that comes up. They don't ever make it explicit that I remember, uh, but it's always this implicit thing of he's protecting other people by not being around them. Right. And something I think, I think that it hasn't, it'll get it, we'll get into this. Who is he actually hurt? Because that's still kind of not yeah, understood, th- and then we'll you will find out. That. Yeah, we'll find out at least at least the uh, the official record. Yeah, so like he says, the guys that he's been using is basically a person who's living with gamma poisoning, which is true. They right. just he's just downplaying the extent to which those right. gamma poisoning is there. That's why I like Mr. Blue is very direct. Stop chasing flowers. Send me a blood sample. Like I am a person who deals with this. Presumably, we don't know much about Mr. Blue's thing, but we seem like he's scientifically astute that he knows these things uh can't help you if you won't help me says doing his best tom cruise yeah jerry Maguire. help me help help you this and that and that's plus looking at his his dream board and seeing betty over there uh makes you goes you know what all right i'm gonna take this chance even though we saw this this is a huge moment like not only is this a turning point for the movie, but this is a huge moment for Bruce because we saw how freaked out he was about one drop. Right, one drop. He's he, like he went crazy for it to make sure it didn't get out, and he's sending Mister Blue, this person he's never met before, only knows by this pseudonym, um, a vial of possibly the most dangerous substance on the earth at this point. I mean, it's through, not super soldier serum, but it's way worse. Through through the post office. Through the post office. Yeah. That's right. Well so, packaged, though. Yeah, it's true. I have to say. He does a good job. So he not only gets the, the test tube, he labels it with his own name, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, this is blood from Mr. Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he gets a nice styrofoam tube and right. then packs it inside there and then takes that and puts that in a box and then packages that and then seals that box and then sends it off to Mr. Blue uh, in New York. Uh, P.O. Box 356. So we don't even know where in New York it is, only that it's New York, New York. The packaging of this, though, when you'd watch this, you'd say, well, is that right? But if you talk to anybody who works at like a UPS store, does packing for mm-hmm. a living, it's a nice big styrofoam cylinder, mm-hmm. but the, the vial is a lot smaller than the space inside. Now, that's by intent. Yeah. You don't want to pack something where it just barely fit because then there's no shock absorption. Right. You drop that box, the st- everything it feels goes all the way, you know, if, if there's full contact yeah. on the test tube, then that even in... in has a higher idea that it could break. Right. So, Even when they transport stuff like nitroglycerin and things, right. they have like these spring-loaded things. Right. So it's actually like an egg that's surrounded by spring, so it bounces all the time, but it's not you know, passing the uh, the, the shock on inside it. Once again, whoever uh, whoever managed the props for this uh-huh. has done a little bit of homework on, on packaging. That's right. They know their stuff. And they even like, so he, he goes on there and, they, and they, he, he talks to the, the guy saying that he's going to send it and then even steps out in his Marvel disguise so no one knows who he looks, who he looks like. Um, stops and like turns around like, 
did I just do something really stupid? How did I do that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, did I, is this, is this the thing that's going to expose me and cause me to go on the run again? Then they cut to <laughs> the Pentagon. <laughs> Which makes you <laughs> go, like, oh. oh. <laughs> Though this will not be the blood no, that gets him in trouble. It is not. It's not. But, that, but it's a nice, it's a nice way of, of like getting back to like, oh, by the way, yes, they're like, you know, him thinking, is this, are people going to find me because of this? They cut to the people who are trying to find who him. Who actually are going to find <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah. So this is an interesting shot. They have this great, um, they do this whole establishing shot of the Pentagon and at Arlington, Virginia. A couple things I love about this shot is one, it's a gorgeous shot, this beautiful view of the landscape, the sort three of, things. Sort that of I, golden hour, it looks like. Oh yeah, so no, I mean, this is, this is perfect. Closing uh, towards twilight. Twilight time. But three things I think are cool is if you pause it, you'll see on the horizon there is just this one big structure. And for those of you who've never been to D.C. who don't know this, that structure is Washington National Cathedral. It is one of the few structures in D.C. that is allowed to rise a certain level above like a three, four-story building. Because um, the monuments, the Washington Monument, the Capitol are meant to be the defining structures. But that's clear. Like You can see a lot of shots that look north of D.C., and you can always see it at Washington National Cathedral. It hmm. sticks out literally like a sore thumb. And then you see the Potomac River. You see the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts as kind of like a squarish building. And then that's about at the third mark of the, of the shot. And then at the second, third shot, you see this really well-lit building. That is the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, okay. You got these really cool things. Now, here's the interesting thing about the shot. This movie is filmed in 2008. This is not a shot of the Pentagon from 2008. And for the sad reason of why you oh, would know this, okay. you can notice there's a helipad on the sort of, it looks like the west side of the Pentagon. Yep. That is the location of the September 11th memorial. Oh, that's... And that is the side of the Pentagon that was impacted by the airliner on September 11th. Okay. So the whole memorial is in that part. That helipad is gone. I couldn't even find, I don't think that helipad was there in 2001. Wow. I don't know where this 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 is clearly so this is stock, stock footage, footage. Like high quality stock. Footage. It's very high quality, looks great, but it's clearly not from that period of time. That memorial opened on September 11, two thousand eight. Actually, incidentally, of the year this movie came out, they had been under construction. That had been a totally different area for at least you know seven years. If that was shot prior to two thousand, yeah, there's no way it'd be that clear. I don't know why right. you have. See, that's what makes me wonder. Unless it's from a different movie, that could be. Oh, that'd be funny. That's right. They pull it from that footage or whatever. So inside the Pentagon, we come across General Thunderbolt Ross at his desk, which is festooned with things. I mean, like he is, it's just covered with stuff, man. Like, I mean, for a, a disciplined military man, he's got a lot of knickknacks. Is his first name Thunderbolt? Like official? <laughs> like it's no. T, it's General T. Ross on the on the nameplate. No, yeah, Thunderbolt is his nickname. I think he oh. picked it up in whatever war they had him fighting. It Like it, it moves. Uh, As the timeline it. moves, it moves then too. So I'm not sure what he is a veteran of at right. this in, in this context. Probably Vietnam? Yeah, I would, I would guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, he's he's covered with stuff, and so as he's sitting there smoking indoors, of course, even the Pentagon. I don't think would allow that. I mean, like, that's the power. Not anymore. The power not, I don't think. <laughs> is that he's Nowhere is that allowed. Right. Inside, uh, he is handed an important piece of paper. But what's on that piece of paper? We don't know. <gasps> Wait, this is where it ends. This is where it ends. The minute ends with him looking at the piece of paper. We don't know what's on it. We're not going to find out what's on it until minute fourteen. Wait, all we know is that it's a bit more interesting. Yes. It's something, it's a bit more interesting. Whatever he was reading before, not interesting. This new thing, a bit more, a bit more interesting. interesting. And that will come in our next episode. That's right. That's fine. In, in minute 14, you'll find out what is on that piece of paper. 
So, all right, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like what we're doing here, or if you like what's going on over at the Next Reel, our, our, our sister podcast, uh, you can support us. That's right, we have our own Patreon. You get early access to all these episodes, you can watch live streams, and tons more stuff. Uh, you can learn more about it at our website, thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Uh, we hope you had a smashing good time listening to us. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye.